reading is taken from John chapter 6, verses 1 to 21. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he'd given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten... They filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, got into a boat, and started across the lake to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The lake became rough, because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the lake and coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So, loving God, thank you for this um, story in Scripture. Help us to indwell with it in our hearts, so that we know what you are saying to us this day about who you are and who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we have two interesting and well-known stories to listen to this morning. You might feel that they are quite different from each other, though, and so you might wonder why these stories are told together by John and by the lectionary. As you know... Um, John's Gospel is quite a different kettle of fish to the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
which are called the Synoptic Gospels. John is another type of gospel. Um, However, as gospel is a literary genre all of its own, it can be a bit difficult to explain um, what it's all about and why they're different. issue. So the synoptic gospels um, tell a narrative. As far as we can tell, it's a chronological story of Jesus' life. And yes, they all have a particular emphasis. Luke is keen to emphasize Jesus' humanity and his dependence on the Holy Spirit. And Matthew, for example, is keen to explain that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. And they're more biographical than John. John tells the stories of Jesus out of time. Jesus cleansing the temple and turning over the tables um, happens at the beginning of John, in John chapter 2, rather than just before the passion and the crucifixion in the synoptics. The point is that John tells of who Jesus is in a certain way to make certain points. As Luke is keen to emphasize Jesus' humanity, John is keen to emphasize Jesus' divinity. And in particular, the Son of God's place in the bosom of the Father. As it says in chapter 1 of John, verse 18, no one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. In the old language, the Son is in the Father's bosom. And the particular order in which John tells the story of Jesus is not meant to make us doubt the veracity, as it says at the end of John in chapter 20, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. But rather, it's to offer an argument as to the truth of who Jesus is. So we can know that where these stories are and which stories are told together has meaning. And I mean, these are two massive and well-known stories about Jesus. The feeding of the 5,000 and Jesus walking on the water. Surely there is enough meat in just one of the stories for us to think about. Why take the two together? Well, they come after the stories in chapter 5 where Jesus testifies to his own authority. That he only does what he sees the Father doing. That he is the Father's Son. And he chastises those who read the scriptures but do not see who Jesus is. And he says this to them. 
Do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you have set your hope. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. And after that, John immediately tells the story of the feeding of the 5,000 and the walking on water. John really wants us to know that God has appeared among us. The story of the feeding of the 5,000 is inextricably linked for anyone with ears to hear with the story of Moses and the people of Israel receiving manna in the desert. John uses the story of Jesus telling the Pharisees that Moses will be their accuser and then introduces a story of Moses and the people of, uh, sorry, and then introduces a story which resonates with Moses and that story of the manna in the desert and the identity stories of the Israelites. This is who you are. This is who God is. God's people know that it is God who provides bread in the desert to hungry people. It's like John is going, do you get it? Well, maybe they don't get it, but do you? Reading this, hearing this, wherever and whenever you're reading or hearing this account. And then to drive the point home... Here is Jesus walking on the water. Well, you might think the point is obvious because who else walks on water than God? But like you, I imagine, others can think, well, is it a trick? Is it a fairy tale? But John is again resonating with the stories of the Hebrew scriptures, the stories that the people of God should know, which tells us about the God who shows up spectacularly in human history. John says Jesus comes to them on the water, and he comes near the boat, but he doesn't get in it, alluding to the idea of God passing by what we call a theophany, like God in the sheer silence to Elijah, in the burning bush to Moses as a man to Abraham and Sarah. And he speaks to them from nearby on the water and says, it is I, or literally, I am. Again, alluding to the name of God, which is spoken to Moses in the burning bush, I am who I am, and which will show up again and again in the Gospel of John in the I am statements, statements which bother the religious elite rather a lot. So John wants us to know that the God who provided manna in the desert, who showed up time and time again to the Israelites, who brought them up out of Egypt, the land of slavery, is here. And we say it every week. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Do you get it? 
We are the people of God, waiting and watching for the signs of God among us. The challenge here from John today is to know him when we see him. Amen.